0: Welcome to another episode of The Russian Sisters. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna. And we are The Russian Sisters. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome to March.
1: It is March. Yeah. Where did Where Happy did January March. and February go? I'm glad they're over. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's a journey. Of, it's kind of a mixed bag for me. Bittersweet. There you go. That's the word. Because on the one hand, I'm like, yep, we're getting closer to May. And on the other hand, I'm like, too fast, too fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> and for January having
0: 4,764 days, I feel like it went by <laughs> slowly. <Yeah.
1: laughs> well, and you know, February is the shortest month. Although I hear people say they hate February. Really? Yeah, I don't know if it's like the winter thing or month of love. Um, Well, maybe that's it. Mm. (laughs) I don't know. But for being the shortest month, I'm like, wouldn't you like it more? Because it goes by quicker and made up holidays. Mm. I don't know.
0: I feel like we had a short week in January and a short week in February. Yeah, and a snow day feel like it, and they don't feel like it. No, no, that's exactly it. They feel like the longest. Longerest ever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they throw me off. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm ready for it. And then it just puts a kink in the rest of the week. Maybe that's why the rest of the week feels so long. A kink in the week. A kink in the week.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Cheers. March babies. Yeah. Happy Happy, birthday to you. Happy birthday. I'm trying to think of. Anyone I know with a March birthday? Okay, let me tell you about birthdays. Mm-hmm. I missed a bunch of friends' birthdays in January and February. Happy birthday to them. Yes. So, what I'm thinking of doing mm-hmm. is when I think of that person, I think I'm just going to reach out to them and say happy birthday, even if it's not their birthday. I love that. Yeah.
0: I think they would like that too. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. like
1: that. Be like, happy birthday. It's October and your birthday. Is in May. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it's a birthday. Just year. so covering it because I, I used to have a, one of those birthday calendars mm-hmm. and then I just never looked at it. Correct. And then Same. I don't really do the Facebook thing with telling people happy birthday. So. Yep. That's yeah. why
0: we um get on a podcast and do it by month. You there guys. you go. Yeah. <laughs> so Cover it that time. Luckily,
1: I think at least one of the people I missed has listened to our podcast. Yay! I know. <laughs> Happy birthday, March, baby.
0: That's right. <laughs> we are toasting you with seven deadly zins. Woohoo! Appropriate because for us Orthodox Christians, we're gonna be uh, moving into Lent. Great
1: Lent well, here soon. I mean, a lot of Christians are moving into Lent.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and Mardi Gras. Yeah, Mar- yeah. Somewhere I don't even around now. Yeah. But I think they I, start yeah. already. I think like Catholics and the other Lenters, I think they started already because their Easter oh, is true. a week before ours. Yeah. In other words, ours is a week after theirs. Yeah. <laughs> this year. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. not go down that rabbit hole. Not yet. That's an April conversation, so stay tuned for that <laughs> every year.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have the same conversation.
0: It has to do with the moon. I think we talked about it last year. We, did. <laughs> we probably <laughs> did. Yeah. As we were prepping for our wine and Easter candy tasting which we're not repeating i know we've said it before but we, will <laughs> we say just it want again. to make sure
1: everyone's aware we are not <laughs> that going not to happen again,
0: again. <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway seven deadly Inns is a fun one mm-hmm. we like it a lot hey so speaking of march there are a couple of themes and i couldn't i told Alexander i couldn't write everything down because there were just so many individual observances for mm. march it is yeah. a longer month than february well as march many madness you know. yeah there is march madness yeah was that, was that on your list happening no no. Mm-hmm. In fact, for last Brackets. year during
1: March Madness, we had some guest speakers come we on. We did. We had some coaches, coaches come on. That was a lot of fun. We have a couple guests who are open to coming on our podcast, so we got to get them lined up. Oh, that would be very fun. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like having company for these things.
0: But just so y'all know, March is National Celery Month. <laughs> so get crunching on and the celery. And log. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some people like to eat their celery
1: with cream cheese. I have seen that. Are you a cream cheese celery person? No, I'm not really a celery person because Mm -hmm. it gets awkwardly stuck stuck in my teeth. It's very stringy. And it doesn't, it's like a tactile thing. Mm -hmm. The one and only time, not, I won't say the one and only time, but one of the only times I will ever say that something is probably sensory related. (laughs) You know how I feel when people are like, it's sensory. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's behavioral. (laughs) Um. Celery for you is sensory. There's just something about it that just sends it. Yeah, it's also very crunchy, loud. Mm. Um, And I do like ants on a log, though. It's just I I think I like
0: the idea, but I'm not a big raisin fan. I haven't tried giving Buddy that yet. I wonder. Mm. Maybe I should be a better mom and do that. every kid must try ants on a log yeah anyway celery um it's celery month it's also national frozen food month um Mm -hmm. kidney month nutrition month uh, professional social workers month so congratulations and shout outs to our friends some social workers Yeah, who are social workers yeah reading awareness so that is a huge thing get into the books people
1: in February, at the end of February, there was like a an open reading day, I think, across the nation or something where kids, there was a certain time in the day where all kids were supposed to be reading across the US. Oh, I'll have to look that up and see if that happened. My school had a book fair last
0: month and mm. then some people on the social media were talking about book fairs and how not equitable they are because the kids who may not have money at their disposal, aren't able to purchase books. And I was like, I was wondering, I think our librarian is really good about that. Like if a person comes mm. in and they can't purchase a book, I feel like there was a way for them to like still get Like a discretionary fund to help. I wonder. Because we
1: used to do, I don't remember us doing book fairs, but we had the really cheap paper um catalogs and we'd yeah. go through and be scholastic. like 50 cents yeah oh. circle is that
0: you, yeah it's still scholastic okay mm-hmm. and just then do it differently you'd circle your book that you and wanted for like from 50 the cents mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i oh. i was there was a whole table of like two dollar books when i saw the conversation that was happening on the social media i was like yeah sometimes two dollars is even too
1: hard to come by
0: so i know there, i was wondering like yeah, is there a more I'm equitable way scholastic
1: would partner because i know there are programs where you can get books for free for sure yeah
0: But anyway, reading awareness. And I don't know if that's that we're supposed to be aware of reading
1: Mm. or just. That there is something called reading? Perhaps (gasps) that it's a good thing.
0: And I tell my students, I think and they're asked to read for at least twenty minutes every night. I think the research says anywhere from twenty to thirty minutes every night.
1: Have I told you my D C story? D C did I tell that on the podcast? Like
0: D C comic or Washington? Like a trip going to D
1: C oh, no. Did I share this? No.
0: Oh I know. If you did, I don't remember and that's okay. So
1: sorry you guys if I'm repeating a story and you've already heard it. But I work with a teacher who takes a group to D.C. every year. Fun. Yes. He takes fifth their... graders. Mm-hmm. I like it. Fifth graders. Yeah. Cool. He takes fifth graders every year and he was telling me how the experience has changed because something as important and significant as seeing the Declaration of Independence, it doesn't exist for the students that he takes because they cannot read cursive. Oh, so there's this like the meaning behind it or seeing even understanding the impact of it it's like lost with the increase in technology mm-hmm. and then the fact that like they're, they're like, like
0: oh yeah so what it's an
1: old it's piece a bunch of, of squiggles. paper with
0: writing on it
1: well squiggles they're like now yeah. the story
0: is familiar to me but Scribbles. I don't remember if we talked about it here or elsewhere
1: yeah mm-hmm. I mean I could get on my soap book soap books <laughs> uh-huh. so <laughs> I get on soap books too <laughs> It and is I reading so awareness about, about like here's my quick PSA people. Teach your kids cursive. If you want me to give you more information why,
0: reach out to us at <laughs> therussian sisters at gmail Do you remember that one time I gave our email address and I was like the Russian sisters And I'm like, no, if you want to email, it has to be at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm still waiting for anyone to reach out to us since. Um, Nicely, kindly. Since November with- and December. I think that well, was the time. Well, we're back, so people time. don't
1: have a reason to reach out to us.
0: Anymore. I know. To encourage us to come back, because we already <laughs> yeah, are. Because
1: we already are. Check
0: that box. We did that. Yeah. You can even just reach out and say hi That's to true. us at the Russian sisters at com. Yeah. Daylight savings happens for us in
1: America, with I the was exception about of this. Arizona. I was thinking about this yeah. because um, I haven't figured out how to change the time in my car. Okay. <laughs> and then I was counting how many months and I'm like, wait a second, we only do this for like five months. Yeah. And then the rest of the year, I was like, why? I feel like it got later and later the fall. Why are we doing this? I don't know. But and then I thought, I'm thought, i
0: excited that your clock will be right. It will be in a correct. couple of weeks. Yes.
1: And the other thing I have to think about is there are farmers in the state of Colorado and I'm like, what do they say? Like, do they still really need it? I don't know. Or does it matter? I think that was a
0: measure on a ballot once upon a time, and mm. we still voted to keep it instead of get rid of it. But I have heard from some of our friends who have farmer friends or work in the fields yeah. or have ranches or whatever that they are up when the animals are up, so the animals don't know how to tell time, so it doesn't really matter I to know. them. They're just up when the animals I'd are up. Like
1: there's, you know, trendsetters have to start and go against the grain before everyone turns around and follows them. So let's just join Arizona. Maybe I'll just start showing up like
0: at what time I think I should show up to work. I doubt that's going to last. We have talked
1: about your ideal work day. Yeah. And it does not fit a school schedule. It it really doesn't. I'm
0: tired a lot. And and (laughs) when people are like, how are you doing? First thing in the morning, I'm like, ask me in two hours. (laughs) I'll be up. And it's not a coffee thing because I don't drink coffee. You're like
1: my circadian rhythm. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. My
0: like my body is present and I am upright, but my brain is not turned on yet. That happens Mm -hmm. often. So, yeah remember daylight savings time is coming up and it'll be fun um, like we said for your car because the other day I was running errands with Alexandra and um, <laughs> we were going to be meeting up and she dropped me off and we we're going to be meeting up and I was like okay I'll head down to your house right away and she's like no it's only 11 and I'm like no your clock says 12 <laughs> it's only 11. Yeah quick mm-hmm. math quick math. I yeah. mean that keeps us on our toes that's supposed to stave off Alzheimer's you know oh, doing okay. equations and math yeah, things and problem doing solving.
1: Yeah Sudoku again recently. Oh good that's yeah. supposed to be good for your I brain. I had books on my shelves of Sudoku and I think when time, you know, in a fit of rage, I probably, I decided to get rid of them. So now I just print them. you Sudoku. Yeah. Mensa. I can't do yeah. you anymore. We're over you. March
0: is also, well, it contains National Peanut Butter Day. I mm. didn't write down when that was, but I did write down that National Crab Meat and Meatball. Okay. Day crab is meat and
1: meatball day Imitation crab meat or did no, real didn't say thing. Okay. Just, It
0: didn't say imitation crab meat. It's not okay. with a k. It's actually okay. yeah, with, with a, a c. c? So okay. crab meat and meatball day are both on March 9th. So whether you're listening to this before then or after go celebrate with some crab meat and meatballs
1: should have looked up when it's um raisin month or raisin day because you've got celery month and peanut butter day
0: you are two-thirds of the way to your answer all the way down it's
1: possible that there's
0: like raisin day you did say there
1: was a lot so i won't do you know what we missed
0: and i think it was our sister-in-law who brought it to my attention that we missed like national wine day and I was like, we did. I think we had just podcasted or we were podcasting and missed Wine Day. So, cheers. Well, Wine Day for us is just about every, every day. day. No, that's not true. It's not Listeners. true. Listeners, it's only partially it's true. It's somewhat true, <laughs> but it's not all the, all the time true. No. And we have the pandemic to thanks for that. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It is
0: also Global Money Week coming up sometime oh. in March. Yeah. I love you got, that. You got very excited about that. No, why not? Bring bring it on. Well, and that made me think, I, I didn't put two and two together until just now, but that makes me think about how I'm reading some money books and not that they're like manifestation money books. I think it's just like reading about the idea of money and money in a person's life and maybe a little bit of manifestation. Like, how do you bring about more money into your life? We've talked about it on a couple of episodes, some of the money books that we're reading but given that it's National Money Week, I wonder if that has to do with like we're prepping taxes too.
1: Oh, it could be. Probably my related. I did tax. We'll get to that. Oh, we are. Well, I mean, not yet.
0: It's March. Oh, didn't know if you had a story about taxes. I do. <laughs> that is me giving raspberries about taxes this year. Have you ever thought I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Given that it's Global Money Week, and we've talked a little bit about money messages or people's relationships with money, and it can be a very tricky thing sometimes. Like, do you have or do you want to share if you have any messages about money that you grew up with or things that you're working to overcome or things you're tackling? Are you
1: asking me this? Yeah. Oh, in regards to money? Yeah.
0: Oh. It's Global Money Week
1: sometime this month. Okay. Okay. But yeah, totally not the direction I thought we were going, but I can I can hang. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I you know, I get all into this woo-woo stuff and manifestation and clearing out space of of your energy and I think we all get blueprints. I call them blueprints of different kinds. And I think a money blueprint is one of them. And so, I think there are gosh, I mean I hear a lot of like a lack mentality versus abundant mentality, but what does that mean in people's perceptions? Because you can have lots of physical money and yet still have a lack mentality. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the things, I mean, I happen to have been reading the same books as Anna is that it really talks about wealth consciousness Mm -hmm. and just how you view yourself in relation to just not only things, but life purpose, and then also in regards to money. and, And so that's where I kind of I've had to work through some of that lack mentality if you have money you're greedy if you mm-hmm. only have what you need anything more than that is considered to be selfish and I wouldn't say any of these were direct things I ever heard I think it was just the feeling that I got around it and so just being able to work through some of the guilt and shame that can come with money again whether you have lots or not a lot, you can have those exact same feelings. And it's about, for me, it's about removing the guilt and shame around that. I love that. Yeah. And thanks for going off the cuff there. <laughs> <Yeah. me. laughs> Can't put me on the spot, but
0: I okay. Know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've been thinking about it because one of the questions that these books ask are like, what are some of the messages you heard? Like, what are some of your first memories about money or what are some of the first messages you had about money? And we didn't grow up. Um, with a, a lot of it. In fact, I was telling Al, I had to, <laughs> I had, one of my first memories is having to leave behind this huge stuffed dog when we were moving yeah, when we I were little. I never heard this story. Um, but I had this big dog, stuffed dog that we had to leave behind at one house because there wasn't room to take it to another house. And it was just, you know, I don't know, it left such an impression on me just about things and things we owned or didn't have. And and then, you know, going into elementary school and middle school and kids can be cruel. I'm sure you Awful. guys know too um, with like, your mom wears combat boots or you shop at Goodwill. And so there was definitely a stigma about shopping st- secondhand until I got to be an adult and I'm like, I love shopping secondhand. It's absolutely a treasure for me and people give away some really good clothes and I am very happy to purchase them and wear them. But that it made me think this journey has also made me think about what I was thinking about when I got married and when I had a spouse and how I was thinking, oh, there's going to be a partner to help me Mm -hmm. with bills. And I'm not like all these things that I would have to pay for on my own, like there will be help and money. Well, finances, you guys know, is something that couples are you it's probably the number I think, one thing I think it is the number one thing that couples that do couples fight argue about mm-hmm. is finances whether or not you've had conversations about it before and whether you have money
1: or not like again yes. this is, it's across the board
0: right yeah. every right and I think a lot of people are having the conversations about who's going to pay what bills and what accounts and are we sharing accounts or are we splitting accounts and mm-hmm. like all that jazz I think everybody brings to the table their own messaging and their own imprinting of money messaging and just this idea of when you come into a partnership what is that going to look like in terms of spending or saving or are we going to do budgeting and envelope method or yeah. is it just nilly-willy whatever goes but i was really reflecting on the fact that yeah i think i was really excited to have a partner to share the financial aspect with and get assistance with and then it didn't really go
1: that way no and we talked because your ex-husband is a lot like one of my ex-boyfriends where it was like his money was his money and my money was our money yeah (laughs) and I have a much different I'm I have a much 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 different approach to that now where I'd probably be more open in a way to it's just money Right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, there was like this weighted value to it. And I've right. had to work really hard to take that value away yes. and go like, cause it got tied into security. It got tied into fear. Yes, um, My job, you know, the idea of amount of money equaled my success. And value as a person. And so I think the more that you can internally grow your self-worth, the less strength or value or the less weight, I guess, that money really has mm-hmm. in creating Influence. that because- there you go. Because my self-worth is super grounded to, I'm like, oh, okay. If it comes in awesome. And when it comes in, I'm super grateful. And when it leaves, I'm grateful because I was able to do some cool things with it. But at the time, like my ex-boyfriend was like, no, I want to go, like your money has to pay all these crazy bills, Mm -hmm. but I want to go get toys and go do these fun things. And I was like, wait a second. And it wasn't that give and take. Like Sean was 180 different. Like he was like, oh, it's our money. Let's just go do some fun stuff. And we didn't really have that argument, but it it's so common. It's so common. And that's frustrating too when you're like, oh, we're going to share these things. Mm-hmm. And then when you find out that someone hasn't been paying bills for a few months, it's like, uh, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, and it was
0: quite a journey for me post-marriage and I don't mind talking about it to the people that are listening to this podcast. Um, but the financial situation really impacted my own credit score. So when oh, totally. I did separate from that situation, I had a lot of work
1: to do, but it, that's what sucks about it. It does suck. Mm-hmm. It did and yeah. has, but I'm really you've worked really hard and you've you. done a really good job. You I have.
0: have been impressed just about the accomplishments and that's what I want to, I want you guys, the two of you listening to know <laughs> that it is possible to turn it around. And it did take, you know, there there were times when I couldn't spend the money on things that I wanted to and I couldn't go out or I couldn't do this or that. And it's not couldn't, I chose not to because I didn't have the finances and I chose just to work with my financial system in a different way than I had prior. And so when I was on my own again, I worked to be able to buy a house and buy a car and yeah. each of those milestones, I was like, dag nabbit, I did it. You did it. Right. And yes, I had help along the way. And I am very grateful for the help along the way, but it was just very cool to see the growth and the change in that mindset and the relationship with money. Now, don't get me wrong. I still have a long, long way to go. And I'm really excited about the books that we're reading now. And I'm excited about Global Money Week. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, what Back are we going to do that? With that? <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's just, if you at all have ever struggled with your relationship with money, we can tag the two books that we're reading again. And I, I think they're just great resources. And well, I have another also- one. Oh, you do? And you can also reach yeah. out to us at the Russian sisters at gmail.com. Just, you know, if you have questions about what we're doing or how we're doing it. And because well, um, the
1: credit system itself oh. is kind of its own construct, which again, mm-hmm. I won't go into like the woo woo stuff, but it's its own construct. And so it creates conditioning around it. Yes. But if you don't necessarily buy into that idea, which a lot of people don't. They're like cash only. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm kind of a little bit of both where I'm like, oh, this system exists and I can see the value for it. But I'm not, again, I'm not going to tie my worth, my success. Yes. To that. The other one I was going to say is Rami Sethi. I think it's how you say his name. He has a book called, I will teach you to be, I think it's called, I will teach you to be rich. He does a little bit of a different system than Dave Ramsey. So like the envelope system is something that Dave Ramsey does. Yes. But I really like this book because it's a generational thing. Um, our parents were of the generation of exactly like if you can't afford it, you don't do it, mm-hmm. and you pinch your pennies. And there, there are like there's whole things of like a dollar, like a physical dollar, has the same energetic value as a million dollars. Correct. But what Ramit Safi is talking about is like find what you enjoy. And that's where you put your energy and your money toward Mm -hmm. while you're chipping away at these other things. And so he's got some really great examples and we can, again, link him in the show notes, but that, yeah, some pretty cool stuff. So because we're talking about money, I want to talk about two TV shows that also cover money. (laughs) I know we're bringing it all around. I like. They TV. were lower on my list, but let's do it. <laughs> let's do it because you and I have both watched Inventing Anna. Yes, and then I want to talk about the show Billions because that to me ties in a little bit. Okay, so tell me your thoughts about Inventing Anna, for, and and that's like one of the top shows on Schmetflix right now. Yes. So based off a true story, but not based off a true story, but based off of a true story (laughs) or something like that. Yeah, mostly facts in
0: the portrayal in the Netflix show. I think I am always intrigued by the psychology, right? Mm Because I'm a counselor and I really dig the psychology of what motivates people and how they are motivated to do whatever. Now, this very young girl was able to swindle they Very amboozle. wealthy people and bank systems
1: in New York. And I'm sure you guys have now seen it's the interesting show or will watch it. But To me is that the total amount was $275,000 to me and the way it's portrayed. I mean, that to me, I'm like, dang, because I totally had it as more as I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I feel like it was more that she did, but only what they could bring charges against her for. But anyway, because... For the individuals that were swindled, $275,000 is chomp change. Drop in the bucket. Exactly. It's like that would be something that they could spend in one day, not a problem. How she would talk her way out
0: of, like, oh paying my gosh. For- bills at restaurants or paying for clothes like, oh, the wire transfer hasn't come through or know, my credit card way- isn't working or it's European banks or whatever. She was just able to talk her way through and people bought it because she looked the part. She and did. She acted the part. And there was this arrogance
1: about her that you didn't fight it. Although, as you're saying that, I'm like, this is why it was so hard to settle Sean's estate <laughs> because- Every time I tried to talk to someone, they were like, "Oh, we're protecting against fraud." Like, thanks, Anna Delvey. (laughs) Right (laughs) now, I know it was you. (laughs) I just and this show—I don't know. I thought it was
0: interesting how—and I'm sure people have thoughts about her parents and—and if you read about that, would be really hard. Real person the real human being how her parents disowned her but just how like even the reporter created stories in her own head about who these people were and how could Mm -hmm. this young 20 something like you're not just born this way like she had to learn it or she had to be created somehow like
1: abused or something must have happened to her in order for her to be this way nope she just was that way And instead
0: we know that there are people who just are this way
1: well and it's really entertaining I will say at first I kept hearing how great this was and I am a stickler for accents I will oh boy mm-hmm. that is one for me especially when it comes to eastern European or Russian accents shocking if someone can't do it well I'm like ooh, it just kind of nags it doesn't mean that I can't watch it, but it just kind of like just annoys me. So at first her accent, I was like, was that intentional? But there's a point where someone actually comments on her accent. Like, I can't, like, I can't even figure out your accent. Yeah. And the actress is, she's from Ozark. Yes. And so, and I'm, I'm a big Ozark fan. So it was just very interesting seeing that where at some point you can see these moments where it's almost like she's about to be who she really is. And then it's like some switch gets flipped and she's, buying right back into all of her lies, Mm -hmm. probably because that's just safer at that point. I don't know. Anytime her dad comes up, you get this sense that there
0: is like an emotional component. There's like something that triggers her emotionally. And that's again, how they portray it in this show. And I don't know what her relationship with her father is like in real life, but I I thought that was interesting that when anyone would bring up your dad or she was, she was like, my dad is going to come. My dad Mm -hmm. is going to save me. My dad is going to be here. He's going to provide the money. And then he just doesn't. And you can see that there's definitely some sadness there. But what I did want to say about the accent is there have been lots of comments all over the social media about the accent and like they hated the actress because she just didn't get the accent right and then other people were coming to her rescue and saying no 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 she actually spent some time with her in prison and talked to her and learned her mannerisms and her accent and she actually
1: does speak that way. And it's like a it's a German-Russian <laughs> Russian, <laughs> like, German, German ima- Russian accent. I Russian, German, German, Russian. And it's weird. <laughs> think about it. I was just watching another show. It's almost like Anna and I like flipped our positions. She's talking about books and I'm talking about shows, but <laughs> 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 where someone like it was an American girl who was going to boarding school in England and after two years developed an English accent. And it was commented on and I'm like, well, if she Left Russia when she was you know seven eight nine years old and is now in Germany right. yeah, I mean when I lived in England i didn't I didn't speak with a British accent, but I did pick up their dialect. so I started speaking with the same intonation that they do, which is different than we do here. And people, when I came back to the U.S., were like, what is wrong with you? From whence have you failed? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I'm just, you just pick up that yeah. canter. Is it canter? What is it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. I articulate well, as you all know. It's doing great. No wonder I can't tell. I'm like, Russian accent, British accent, American. German, where are we? Where, what what is what's, today? what's happening? But yeah, you know, when they started talking about the German-Russian thing, I was like, that would be really confusing to your ears yeah. and to your palate. Yeah. <laughs> your articulation. <laughs> I will say overall to wrap up well yeah but then I have to bring in this show but yeah yes, wrap up the show talk.
0: I was interested
1: I enjoyed watching the show I thought the actors did a great job I would agree with that with and Shonda Rhimes she's kind of yes, a beast she is she's like and I say that in a very positive way yeah yeah I was pleased with this show so Billions the, the reason why I bring up Billions so Billions is a show from Prime but it's on Showtime hmm And I don't even know how I started watching it. And to be honest, I'm not even sure what season I'm on. All I'm going to say is there was a comment where someone was saying, right? The show's billions, where someone was saying, I might lose a good chunk of the money. It might be seized. And he's having this conversation with his wife. And she's like, Well, what are we talking about? And he's like, That we might come out with just about 320 million. (laughs) Think about that for a second 320 million. And she goes, Oof. I mean, that's manageable, but given our lifestyle, that's just not going to cut it. Oh my goodness. Now yeah. granted, Anna and I are talking about wealth consciousness, mm-hmm. the idea of money and the value that we put on mm-hmm. it. And I'm like sitting here like, you know, I am writing this book, which, you know, you'll hear more about the book as it kind of comes to fruition, but I'm like, I'm reading this book and, you know, you developed this little, activity deck and, you know, maybe like a few hundred thousand or maybe a little bit over a million, but $320 million. In, yeah. That's but when I, I buy totally lottery tickets. See, well, that's what ends up impacting our relationship with money is yep. the lifestyle yes. we assign to it. Yep. And so when your kids can't be helicoptered to soccer or no, it's baseball, I think in the show, like they get helicoptered <laughs> to their little league game. And it's like when you can't do that every day, I mean, it's all in perspective, but I think the ratio is the same. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like the lifestyle and the amount, the ratio ends up being approximate. Anyway, I thought it was really interesting how she's like, "Oh, that's doable," but you know, with our lifestyle, that's not gonna cut it. Three hundred and twenty, and then then to put it into perspective, with this girl mm-hmm. who swindled like two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Well, and people. Uh, One last thing about the show. People were
0: um, saying she got paid. Netflix paid her for doing the show. But all of that money, there's a law. All of that money goes to restitution. So she had to pay it to the people that she owed it to, that she stole from.
1: This brings on my other point is the idea of people who are making money off of life situations. Mm -hmm. We are pretty hardcore harsh on people who do that because they even talk about a friend who ends up selling her story? Mm-hmm, right. But I do agree that it's one thing to go and say, I'm a victim, and then turn that into a profitable margin for yourself, and then still claim you're the victim. That one doesn't sit right for me. I could see you saying, Oof, you got me. All right, fine. I'm gonna flip the situation around mm-hmm. and now I've made a profit off of it. But when you continue, I think that that part did kind of sit a little off with me. What do you, what do you think about? those kinds of situations profiting off of your victimhood victimhood or just your life circumstance i mean like i said i'm i'm writing a book kind of about my own journey mm-hmm. If someone ever came to me and said, you're profiting off of Sean's death, I'd Ooh, I, I'd be angry. Yeah. That, I'd be like, oh, let's people, chat. People tell their stories all the time.
0: And I know that the people who are telling their stories or sell their stories, many do so because they want for the greater good to maybe learn something from the story they have exactly. to tell. Yeah. Um, And also there are people who sell their story because of the money that they're going to make and, you know, or because it's a business decision or what have you. And so, yep, there are definitely some ethical or moral components to it and to each his own.
1: I think that would be the thing I would say probably is if you're not in the person's shoes, then...
0: Yeah, it'd be hard for me to judge or condemn someone for the decision they're making without knowing their story or yeah. what's going on for them. While you did bring up your book, we just had a retreat recently and we had a guest speaker come into town. And he said, because he's the author of this book, and he said that he wrote the book because he wanted to read it. So he said something along the oh, lines yeah. of, I wanted to read this book, so I wrote it. And I thought that was genius. And I, you know, I told him, I'm like, I have these books in my head, and before I leave, this earth I definitely want to get them down and onto paper and don't want to have any regrets about leaving yeah. the the words unwritten but I just thought that was an amazing um, that's perspective so funny because that's
1: what I've been saying is I'm yeah I wrote a book that I wish existed when Sean died that I could have read. Yes. Well, I thought about you
0: when he said it and I was like, that's just genius because I feel Mm -hmm. like that's what you're doing with this book and the books that are in my head. I feel like that's the perspective I have is this is a book that I would want to read and so I need to write it.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm trying to hook you up with an illustrator. I haven't heard back yet, but I'm trying to like figure Figure all that out.
0: Yeah. There are some projects going on in my head that hopefully also will come to fruition. I love this because
1: here's my big thing. There's like so many good things like happening right now in my life that are these side projects. And as they come to fruition, I'll obviously keep everyone updated, But the cool thing is, I feel like you've been clearing out space, whether Mm -hmm. it's emotionally or mentally, spiritually, whatever. And when you do that, it allows your creativity and your purpose to really start making itself known. Yes. And then align. There you Mm -hmm. go. And then you can be like, oh, all right, here it is. Maybe, maybe if I stop telling myself these stories, we all tell ourselves stories and I could go on on this. This is my, my short snippet of it. We all tell ourselves stories that were kind of handed Mm -hmm. and then At some point, though, not everybody does, but for me, I'm like, at some point, you have to kind of evaluate those stories to say, do they serve me? Are they really me? Have I been buying Mm -hmm. into someone else's story? And when you make that break from that other person's story, it just makes so much more room for amazing things to come into your life. I and like it. talking with my hands, and, and honestly she is. watching me, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's
0: very animated. People, you need to know there's very... some passion behind these words. Ah, so exciting! All right, so we don't have that much longer together here, and so okay. but there are some stories I know. that we need All to right, share let me with tell you today. One
1: of them, because the yes. other one's going to be a continued story. Okay, I go. I do. Okay, y'all. Here's here's what happens. Sometimes, buddy and I just spend too much time together, and I'm like, I got to break up the monotony. So. The other day I was like, okay, in the morning we're gonna break up our morning because we're gonna go run some errands at Schmarget. So we did that, and he and I—I I don't know if you can hear it—he and I have been kind of fighting a cold. It's not COVID, but just fighting. And this always happens to me when I get blocked energetically. Again, my woo-woo stuff comes out, but I always get blocked energetically in my throat, and so I end up with just like the sinus stuff. And I was like, okay, we're gonna go Schmarget. We go do that, and then finally the afternoon, and I was like, ugh. This isn't going to work. We gotta, we gotta go get out of here. So I decided to take him, and I'm just going to say it to Costco. I'm just going to say it's to Costco. I like Costco. Yeah, four items. I usually say Schmascos, but today for this mm-hmm. story, I'm going to say Costco. It was four Costco. items. I was like, I'm going to go to Costco for four items, We're which go I thought in. was kind of a betrayal because we usually go on Mondays. He does ask where you are. Mm-hmm. He literally, I, I was like, you're going to go in the cart to start. That's funny. (laughs) I'm a Ryman Wyman. Um, I put him in the cart and he looks at me and he goes, but where's Nana? And I was like, oh, she can't be here today because I had a retreat. That's right. So I get him out of the car and his whole thing right now is he really wants to be able to walk everywhere, not be carried and walk. So I said, we're in a parking lot. You have to hold my hand. I'm going to try and do these sound effects for you. I think I only nailed it once. And that was when I first told this story. So we are literally walking. And as I am looking up to see where we're going in front of our Costco, there's like a tire center. And then there's a whole bay of handicapped parking. And it's literally right by that front entrance where the big garage doors are. And there's a car and I hear this beep, bam, like... <laughs> just exactly. Mm -hmm. And I look up and this car, it was like they punched reverse and they smashed their back end into a wall of Costco. Gosh. Had they moved five, not even five, probably three feet. That is crazy. Towards where we were walking, they would have gone through Mm -hmm. the garage door. Oh my gosh. And into the store. This is And this was on a Saturday.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Busiest time at Costco, and so so many. I mean, people were screaming. I don't think I saw anyone jump out of the way. It could have happened. And he's like, "What is going on?" The driver. No, my son, Oh, your son. And so the driver at that point in time, like people were rushing over to the car and I couldn't tell if the windows were tinted. So I couldn't tell if the um, airbag had gone Mm -hmm. off, but people were just like, first of all, let me say, there's like 20 people trying to surround this car. And I'm, you know, buddy's trying to look at what's happening. Mm -hmm. And because I don't know what mm-hmm. he would see, I'm mm-hmm. trying to shield him, and I'm like, "We're just going to get a cart and keep going." For and then I hear things. someone who's like, "Call 911," and I'm like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> There's 20 of you with cell phones on you, and you're asking someone inside of Costco to call 911." Crazy.
0: Well, they probably were just like, "Oh my fight, gosh, flight, freeze." Had- what
1: the hell just happened? It- it could it have nuts. been so disastrous thank god it wasn't exactly exactly and at fr- you know like I was starting to tear up because I was like what just happened what just happened this person like someone was like did they pass out what happened like people had walked in front of the car oh and then gosh. had seen it people who were walking into the store were all talking about it and I'm trying to keep things light because he's like where's Nana and I'm like oh ah. maybe we'll see her later mm-hmm. and then we're you know couldn't find all of our four items. So we only found two. So our, our trip was very quick. And I was like, Hey, I could already see that there was a fire truck outside. There was an ambulance outside. And so I'm like, I got to prepare you. So I'm telling him, I'm like, Hey, there's going to be a fire truck and there's going to be an ambulance and there's going to be lots of people. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to know they're all there to make sure that person is okay you are okay. I am okay. And we're going to go to our car. So I just kept saying that to him. And cause he's like, what's going on over there in the line to get out of Costco. They had the garage door down wow. and they were like trying to cordon off it, like really direct people. It was insane. <laughs> I'm like, did that just happen? That is nuts. And I'm yeah. so
0: glad that you guys are okay. And I hope that driver is okay. And well, that everybody and else saying, who was
1: around was okay. Yeah. And even for a few days after he's like, where's the ambulance? Buddy kept saying that. And I was like, Oh, you know, they're just helping, making sure the person is okay. We're going to like, we're going to be okay. And he didn't see Like he, it's not like he had nightmares or anything. And then I had to be mindful of he's going to feed off of my energy. But I was like, oh my gosh, we just saw a car crash into the side of Costco. This is so weird.
0: Happy Saturday. You know what the universe is telling you? Don't go to Costco on a Saturday. You need to go back to Mondays with Nana. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is exactly exactly what's happening. So I have a story from this last week to share, but before I do so, people, I want you to know that it is possible for one person to make change, right? Gandhi says, be the change you wish to see in the world. And you hear things like it only takes one. And sometimes if you have a thing that you wanna change, you're like, oh, this is impossible. It's never gonna happen. I need a whole team of people. I need people to buy in. It's just this whole process. But I want you to know that one person person can change the world. And right now I want Alexandra to tell the story about how she (laughs) changed her circumstances in her neighborhood. It is your time to shine. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Yes. We are following it up with now some light and goodness and you have made some positive change for people in your community. Heck
1: yeah, I did. All right. So I (laughs) live, that is hilarious. My neighborhood is kind of at the end of a street. So you follow a street and you dead end and that's my neighborhood, but we just happen to be by a highway. <laughs> and so the highway used to just have, well, it started with stop signs, but then they had to put in, when the highway was built, they had to put in stoplights, but then on one side of the highway, they put in stoplights. There used to not be a left-hand turned stoplight mm-hmm. to enter onto a merge lane to get on the highway. Right. No arrow. No arrow, which was great. Because the traffic, is just not enough of traffic to really warrant a left-hand turn lane light. And then the traffic increased and they put in a GD left-hand turn arrow. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it's really hard when you're trying to get a toddler out the door and you only have a certain amount of minutes that you need your commute to take. Mm -hmm. And then you get stopped at a left-hand arrow where there's
0: no traffic coming in the opposite direction no
1: traffic coming down in the opposite direction but you can't
0: go because you have a red arrow correct
1: Mm -hmm. and it added about this is painful it, it you know i know we're talking about millions and billions it added like two two to three minutes a day to my commute that matters it did matter to me it did, and so what did people do? They ran the red light all mm. the time. Now mm-hmm. I should also mention that there is a sheriff's office not that, no, like very, very close, close mm-hmm. very close, not far. So there are always sheriff's vehicles around, and I was like, I can't be that one who goes through and gets pulled over by the sheriff. So I did. I reached out. I reached out to the county, and they were like, "It's not us; it's the state." So I reached out to the state, and I said, hey. "Wait, you did what? Yeah, you reached out to the county, and then the state." Department of Transportation. Yeah. About your situation. I sure did. I'm impressed. Keep going. Um, It's so notorific, you guys. I reached out to them Mm -hmm. and I was like, here's the deal. Via email. Yeah. Oh, love this. Yeah. Keep going. I did. And I said, hey, I totally get there was a need to change the stoplights. However, I'm just wondering what kind of research y'all did because. Why did you just put a green, yellow, and red and not one of a flashy yellow? So a flashy lot of- yellow. So a lot of stoplights here in Colorado, and I don't know if this is nationwide or not, but a lot of stoplights will do the flashing yellow yeah. um, left arrow. Turn when you can when no exactly. traffic is coming. And so I was like, I'm just curious why that wasn't considered. I said- Often the light is too short. So you only get one vehicle through, which Mm -hmm. doesn't work for morning commute. Nope. I was like, and also sometimes the light going straight changes and goes through a whole cycle without ever changing the left arrow. Annoying. Yes. And there isn't another, oh my gosh, you guys, I know. (laughs) You're like, seriously, this is what you battled. did, listen, just I did battle. Yeah. There was no optimal place to do a U-turn if you go straight and then try and U-turn to get back on the highway. It just doesn't exist. So I did. I wrote the guy and he said- thanks for your feedback. I'm going to forward this to the engineer who's the one who did the research to put in the light. I have no guarantees, but I'll see if he considered putting in the flashing yellow. Y'all left. should got a reply from the state. <laughs> Keep going. I got a reply. Well, then I got crickets. And of course I have the worst memory. So I kept forgetting to follow up because he even said he's like, follow up with me in like three or four weeks. And I like didn't follow up, didn't follow up, didn't follow up until one day, mm-hmm. one day, mm-hmm. buddy and I are in the car mm-hmm. and I'm like, dang it. I needed those two to three minutes mm-hmm. and I look up and bygone, wouldn't you know it? There is a flashing yellow light. flashing
0: yellow light. People, Woo-hoo!
1: yes, that's right. They switched the left hand turned stoplight. I'm sure none of my neighbors know that it's me, but they switched the left. It doesn't turn matter. They don't need life, to know No, their lives are easier mm-hmm. because of you. <laughs> because. I emailed the the state to say hey I'm a single mom with a toddler and I need you to switch this light I don't have two to
0: three minutes to waste on a red arrow people I need a flashing yellow well and and I
1: didn't want to call everyone out and say and anyway people are running the red because I didn't want more police to be (laughs) hanging out there ready to ticket everyone right it probably would be a good you spot. me up
0: I'm so proud of you yeah before we go to the joke of the day, I do have one update to share with you. Yes, please um do. or one story from my week or an update this was about the my week or whatever. show today. I like it. I we should hear from you more often. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> not too long ago I took buddy swimming. It was a weekend day and uh, my sister, my co-host here, needed some time to do some things. And so the request was, or just the ask was, hey, do you want to take him swimming? Now it's winter And so the option to take him swimming is at a rec center. And I have not been to the rec center since before the pandemic. But I was like, yes, another friend of mine with children also wanted to take her children swimming. And so I coordinated and we had a swim date. So I took Buddy to the rec center on one Uh weekend day. You did. And there's an amazing play structure in the pool. He loves the water. You can go up these stairs and there are water features and slides going down. And it's in shallow, shallow water, people, like three inches of water. And Buddy's like, hey, Nana, come up here with me onto this structure. Now I'm looking at the structure, not seeing any other adults on it. <laughs> but I'm like, my nephew wants me to go up on the structure. I shall. Now, when we go to playgrounds, he does slides all by himself and very well. Mm-hmm. But on this picture particular day, he wanted to go together. Now there's a slide. There are three slides off this huge structure. It's a beautiful thing. It really is a thing of beauty. And there are three slides and this one in particular is red, um, which now I think I have some terror from. (laughs) but it's a double slide. So technically two people can go down the thing at the same time. And I asked Buddy, I was like, do you want to sit next to me and go down? And he's like, no, I want to sit on your lap. And I was like, all right. Now, as I'm sitting down, I had a flashback to when Buddy was probably a few months old and I went to the same play structure pool rec center with my sister co-host and her husband and Buddy, who was months old and Alexandra and I are standing in the three inches of water and watching Sean go down with (laughs) Buddy on this very same slide and he almost throws the baby out with the bathwater, literally (laughs) as he ends on the slide and it's a tricky landing people and he like fell over and almost tossed the kid really into the water but he was saved. It was a fair catch. Like all was great. But as I'm sitting on this particular slide with Buddy in my lap, I'm thinking like, oh gosh, hope I don't do that. Well, sure enough, I've got now a two and a half year old. He's a older than two and a half. He's almost three in my lap as I'm going down this very short slide into three inches of water. And when I get, um, we slide down the two feet and that landing is, as I mentioned, very tricky. And I do not land gracefully. <laughs> I have the kid in my lap and we fall over because there's like a padded landing, but it's not pretty guys. That's it was slippery, not graceful. Yeah. And I fall over not once, not twice, but three times with the kid in my hands, trying to make sure that I'm not submerging him into the three inches of water. And it was the kind of fall where I just, I was like, whoa, oh, I'm like, oh my gosh, are we okay? We're okay, we're okay. <laughs> and I'm trying to chuckle because I am mortified. I am so embarrassed that I am this adult that just went down this two foot slide into three inches of water and biffed it at the end with a toddler in my arms. And I look up and I'm like, who saw that? Luckily, maybe five, seven people did, and and they if if they did laugh, they weren't laughing when I looked at them, which That's I appreciated. Good. They were probably like, "Hey, good catch." Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I tumbled. I like I fell over and then fell over again. I was like Austin Powers, <laughs> like, oh, I fell over, I fell over again, oh, I can't get up. Like that was me at the edge of this two foot slide. <laughs> So I was like, well, with three th- inches of water, mm-hmm, with three inches of water. And I was like, that was fun. I'm not doing that again with you. No matter how much I love you, you're going down slides on your own from here on out. So we go about our, our play date and we meet up with my friend and her kids and happen to run into some children from my school, which is always fantastic when you're in a bathing suit in February <laughs> and with your nephew and you just biffed it down this slide. And I realized as I'm playing in the water that like I kind of hurt. Like I'm like, I'm kind of sore and I'm not really sure what happened. So when I, we swim around for a little bit and then get back into the shallower waters and I look down and I realize I skinned my knee. I skinned my knee really well and I'm like bleeding, but I'm like, you know, I have a kid and I cannot get out of the water because there's this kid here and it would just be too much of a mess to get out of the water at this point. So I'm just going to do what we did when we were kids and just submerge it back into the water and know that the chlorine and all the other germs and whatever else is in that water Because there were many, many people at the pool that day.
1: That still makes me. You
0: guys, it was kind of skinning that ladies, you know, this, you, you get a pretty good skinning and then you can't shave that area for like a week. Still like it is days and days later. And I still like, I have a forest. I am hot. (laughs) Let me tell you, I bruised my foot. I was like limping around the pool. It's true.
1: She came over after and then was like trying to get on our couch, (laughs) which is kind of a deep couch. And she's like, Oh.
0: Ooh, ooh, I yeah. really fell. <laughs> yeah, no, when you like kneel to I'm get not onto a couch, that she fell. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm you can laugh. At, no. It was funny.
1: I'm just imagining, like, if I could take the two parallel scenarios mm-hmm. and put them together.
0: Yeah, well, oh, I can't to this day still, my bed is higher it is and so higher. I had like I usually kneel to get into it mm. no I have to do this like gymnastics move to get into because oh, no. I can't kneel on that knee still She's like
1: propped up on mm-hmm. her dresser trying yeah. to do like a front yes flip.
0: I'm like hip-hopping <laughs> so into the bed and my cats are like what the hell is wrong with you and I'm like I skinned my knee going down the two-foot slide into three <laughs> inches of water for the nephew okay leave me alone everything
1: is worth it for the nephew to
0: add insult to injury I jarred my back again oh, now no. if you'll remember I jarred my back trying to pick up a scale <laughs>
1: And then... You just can't win. You going just down the
0: slide, the universe was like, let's not do that again, almost 45-year-old. And I was like, cool, I can do that. Also, really quickly, <laughs> I have to tell you that being without masks lately is kind of horrifying in many oh, ways. Now, okay. I know we talked about the mask knee. I know we talked about how chapped my lips are yeah. because I don't... I'm not breathing my own breath back into I mean, this I'm small still area. Wearing them, but yeah, so yeah, do tell. But also even more mortifying was the fact that I came home the other day from school I spent a whole day at school maskless and I just right I was washing my hands and looking at myself in the mirror and realized I had a forest of chin hairs oh no staring back at me now ladies you know yeah that we usually try to pluck those puppies
1: did you pluck her or- and catch them yeah. before anyone Some has them, the chance though, I to swear. notice. Some of them, I swear, it like takes the right moment for those suckers to spring. Yeah. They can be like, oh, they la, sprung. La, we're good. And then all of a sudden it's like, boing. Yeah. Yeah. And they
0: were like an half an inch long, maybe. And I was like, no. oh my God. That Didn't, long? This uh, One on each side. And I was like, oh, good that's Lord. That's giving me like the this Chinese beard exactly, look. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what I was like. Oh my God. Oh my and goodness. Then, if anyone noticed it during the day, they were so polite, just like the people who watched me fall off the kitty slide. They were so polite. They did not address it. But I was your, like,
1: your chin hair is blonde though. This so. is
0: one of those things that masks were disguising That's and true. covering up. So we didn't I mean, have to deal with it. I mean, fluorescent
1: light does bring about, I feel like it doesn't matter what color your fur is. Like fluorescent light brings it out. Yeah. And the sun catches right when you're driving oh. home and you happen to
0: catch yourself in the mirror and you're like,
1: oh What's my God. What's this shadow on my shoulder? Yeah. <laughs> it's my chin hair.
0: Yeah. Oh, so. I'm so sorry. That's the worst. It's fun. It is fun.
1: Being How's that me, for us now? You for guys.
0: You? Oh, plucked. <laughs> yeah, it okay. is now manicured. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Yeah, that's the worst. I will just say, cause I know you have to do the STW joke of the day. Mm-hmm. But when I've gone to get my eyebrows waxed Mm -hmm. and then they're like, do you want your lips or like, do you want your lip waxed? No. Do you want your cheeks? No. Do you want your... And they're like, are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, I love that. Because I had someone once one time I was like, yeah, okay, wait, is it that bad? And she literally tried to wax my whole face and I was like what uh, mm-hmm. never again never again just just the brows we just are of russian
0: descent up. our faces need this fur for the winter <laughs> for the winter yes a <laughs> <To> mm-hmm. hibernate <laughs> yes i am also grizzly
1: oh, bear Maybe that's why i hibernate oh just real fast yes um, yeah just want to let y'all know um though we are of russian descent um mm. we are not necessarily on the militaristic side of what is happening in russia right now we we are we are not in agreement we are not in agreement with that yeah. yeah. Sorry to That's take it from a joke to all this up before we get I into know, the joke. I know. No, a big deal. I know. It's a big deal. I thought we should say something and we are, we are not for, we have, we are very saddened family. by yeah. what is
0: happening. We do have friends and family in both countries and it is devastating for both sides, what is happening. And, um, so yeah. our thoughts, our prayers, our hugs, we're sending everybody love and light.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Now to the joke. Yeah. Now back to the the love and light. Yeah. Seems so awesomely that placed was, right I now. I know.
0: I have the best timing ever. All right, you guys, we got to go. So we're going to end with the STW, Sean T. Wyman joke of the day. I mean, day. that's usually what
1: Sean would do though. If things I were know. too
0: serious, he would be like, <laughs> like, how do, how do we bring some levity uh-huh. into this? Yeah. Now I have to go do dishes. <laughs> All right. What's the <laughs> yeah. difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle? Oh gosh. I don't even know. Difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well dressed man on a bicycle. What is it? A tire.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know. You guys are amazing. Thanks for tuning in. I love you guys got so much. More stories much. coming your way.
0: <laughs> Stay tuned for things like this and more from yeah. your dear Russian sisters. We love you guys. We hope you're doing well and have, have an amazing week. week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian sisters. For more, go to soundoff.network. Produced and distributed by the SoundOff Media Company. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C., as we explore all areas of human wellness,